A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is a weird way to start Rampage. And all that's going to happen is people are going to go, ah, you've been paid off because there's some kind of demon. If I have been paid off, where's my flipping check? I've been doing this for years. But everybody really needs to go check out Mikey Ruckus's new AEW orchestral themes album song playlist thingamajig. I mean, that guy is just pumping out the entrance themes like there's no tomorrow. And every single one is really good. So yes, I was listening to that before I started this video. So I thought, you know what? It's nice to throw positivity in the world, especially because sometimes it comes back. And also we had an episode of AEW Rampage, but was it good or did it suck? We find out by giving the good bits an up. Bad bits are down. There's every chance I misheard this, but I'm pretty sure we were told that this was the 50th episode of Rampage. I was like, where the hell did that go? Why don't I just go dig my grave now? We also kick things off instantly as we always do, although I was a little bit sad, because clearly I got the wrong end of the stick on Dynamite, because I thought it was going to be the House of Black taking on the Dark Order and Hangman Adam Page. And it kind of was this, but it also kind of wasn't. Because instead it was John Silver and Alex Reynolds taking on Malachi Black and Brody King. And while they did have a very good match, I did spend about one minute staring off into the abyss, thinking to myself, have I gone crazy? I mean, the answer is yes, but I don't want to know. This was so well laid out though, because everybody understood their size. So while the House of Black could do one move and that would floor the Dark Order, the Dark Order was still able to get up on the House of Black, but they had to hit around about 62,746. Makes sense. Silver and Reynolds are also going full on with their double teaming, which I always enjoy, but I do think they forgot about strength. Because Alex went for a dive and Brody King just caught him and threw him right into the ring apron. That is a big ass man. We did get this great tag to John Silver after Reynolds had gone all Matrix and ducked this kick to go wapow. And as always, Johnny Hungy just runs wild and he hits all these moves, including all these uppercuts. But then he tapped in Alex Reynolds again instantly, and surprise, surprise, he hadn't recovered his HP, so he got murked. Silver then had to get back in to stop the Gonzo bomb and then hit this amazing delayed German suplex onto Brody King. But it was the forgetfulness again, because I think they forgot about Malachi Black. He black matched John so hard, he went flying out the ring, they hit the Dante's Inferno, and they bad. It was really nice to see Reynolds and Silver together again, and the House of Black are just one of the coolest acts in all of wrestling. Up. 
They weren't done for the night though, because as they were walking to the back, all of a sudden, Darby Allen was flipping on the top of the entrance tunnel as if he was Batman, and he dove off and he took out Brody King. This is when Sting also joined the fray, and him and Malachi Black just looked at each other. I was like, what the hell is going on? King and Allen then brawled through the crowd, so the tease here was strong. I'm massively intrigued to see what we're going to do here. Also, surely that counts as a post-match brawl? I'm saying it does. Bring it down. Only rolls up to six. Another counter I screwed up. Given that we just had seen the House of Black 2, we cut to a Miro video, because he too has a problem with them. Or does he? Because his whole point of this was to say, well, do I want to fight them, or do I want to join them? All of a sudden, I started to get all tizzy in my tootsie toes, because I was like, what does that mean? So give me more of this. It was then time for more Ring of Honor stuff, because of course we are building to that pay-per-view, and the Ring of Honor title was on the line. It was Lee Moriarty versus Jonathan Gresham. Now, I still think there needs to be a better synergy between the ROH stuff and everything happening in real AEW. I don't know how to say that sentence. But what I did enjoy here is that given that Gresham had screwed over Moriarty last week, the bell rang and Lee just ran at this man and he started to maul him. I was like, yes, that's what you would do. The problem is Jonathan is just like one of the most technical wrestlers in the world. And he started to work over Lee Moriarty's arm like he was going to pull it out of the socket. But he's also a massive tool now. So as soon as Tully Blanchard had distracted the ref, Jonathan Gresham whammed him right in the balls. He then carried on this attack. And honestly, he's so unique and so different, I can't help but enjoy it. And this is when Excalibur was all like, oh my gosh, it's like a game of chess. That's like, yeah, if somebody was destroying somebody else in a game of chess. And as soon as I said that, Lee Moriarty started his comeback. That man is good. I mean, chess absolutely would be better if you could suplex someone and then drop kick them, which is exactly what Lee Moriarty did. But the problem was Moriarty had an arm at this point, which was about as useful as me being a hair model. And as soon as Johnny Boy realized that, he applied the octopus hold, which honestly still looks like the most painful thing ever. Poor old Lee. To tap out. So I thought that was pretty decent, and there's more to this, which I shall talk to you about in just one second. And after Jonathan Geshin would cut a promo saying, I'm going to be on Rampage every week to prove how good I am, Claudio's music hit, and he came down to look at Gresham, which, yes, means they are now main eventing the pay-per-view. Now, I do admit this is very much the, oh, hello there, can I have a title shot? Of course you can. But it's Claudio Castagnoli who has never won a world championship. And do you know how much I want this? A lot. All of that was good. Up. Talking about death before dishonor, we also had a Christopher Daniels video where he was basically like, Oi, yo, you idiots. I don't like what you've been saying about Samoa Joe. So next week, I want to take on Jay Lethal. So I assume that's what we're getting. And in terms of this night, we then got a squash match. Because Athena and Chris Statlander just absolutely wrecked the Renegades which is the name of my new EP. I mean, it is always nice to see Charlotte and Robin, mostly because they have terrific names. I mean, Robert and Charlotte Renegade. They sound like superhero villains. But seriously, before the bell rang, Chris Statlander and Athena destroyed, they destroyed them. I mean, it was a massacre. That kid from The Simpsons was going, stop, stop, they've already dead. And then we rang the bell, Athena hit the eclipse, and we were done. I mean, what, 30 seconds, maybe? Now, I kind of feel like this was mostly done to establish Athena and Statlander as a team, which is interesting, because there is a bunch of these in the women's division. So are we about to see some tag team titles? And also, it tied directly into the story, because Layla Gray of the Baddies, who had been watching this, she tried to jump in the ring. She got beaten up. But this is when Jade Cargill and Killer Hogan got to the ring. And because Layla Gray, I suppose, 
had cast a distraction, they were able to beat up Athena and Chris, and then Jade looked at Layla like, oh, well, maybe you do have a purpose. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We'll have to see. And this was more than solid too, and it did keep the narrative going. But my word, did it feel crammed in? I suppose that's the problem with a 60-minute show. Up. And then, okay, right, going back to what we talked about earlier, here's what we have to do. Because much like old-school managers, clearly Stokely Hathaway wants to have a whole clientele of wrestlers. So when we were talking to Lee Moriarty about his match, Stokely turned up and he was like, look, what have you achieved so far? Not that much. Why don't you join me and together we'll take over the world? Matt Seidel was here as well and he was like, no, look, we don't want any of that. And how about we just do Lee Moriarty versus Dante Martin next week? Because that will be superb. So this is what I want in my life. I mean it. I'm, da- I'm damn serious. I want Stokely Hathaway to not only manage Lee Moriarty, but also to manage Dante Martin. Because I tell you, that would work so well. So now I stand here and I keep everything crossed. We then got all the fallout for everything that had happened between the Gun Club and the Acclaimed. I'm not gonna lie, I was a little bit sad at the start of this. No more scissoring. This was tremendous though, mostly because Billy Gunn got on the microphone and actually said, sometimes daddy ass (laughs) needs to drop the hammer. I know, I'm part of the problem. This is all I want in my life when it comes to wrestling. That sentence has never been said. I think that may have been the explanation as to why they did turn on the acclaimed and it makes me a massive hypocrite because I'm good with it. If you're gonna say something that amazing, I'm gonna let it fly. This is when the acclaimed did come out and they were so mad. They stormed right to the ring. Billy Gunn wanted one last scissor and Anthony Bowens was like, no. They kicked the crap out of them. They did their rap. I think Max Caster said that Billy Gunn has a really small penis and because they wanted a fight, Austin and Colton got the mic and said, nah, but I'm sure we'll do this soon. This is genuinely one of my favorite stories in wrestling. I know, you can get all mad at me, that's fine, but it's dumb, it's fun, it's stupid, and it always makes me want to tune in to whatever is going to happen next. And also the acclaimed baby faces now, which is just perfect. This rampage was so random too, because we got to our main event and it was private party. <laughs> versus the Lucha Brothers. 
I was like, all right, why the hell not? And it was nice to see Private Party back on TV properly because it's been ages. And of course, you can make sense of this because Private Party are in the Andrade Fun Club, whatever the hell he's calling his group. And Andrade hates Penta and Phoenix, hence why Andrade was at ringside saying, guy, don't you get him? And they just rained down with super kicks in the early going as well as doing a bunch of dives because it's 2022 wrestling. And I'm pretty sure the next move after this was a 450 splash by Mark Quinn. And it got even better too because he missed this and then Phoenix was up and he gave him a cutter. Boy, howdy, do I like quick, fast wrestling. It just went off after this too because we had the silly string, we had the sling blade, we have another cutter, we had a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker. And yes, there were a few slips during this, but I've already talked about it on SmackDown Ups and Downs, but I will talk about it again. You're allowed to make mistakes in all walks of life, especially where you are essentially running through a wrestling match. I mean, what do you think is gonna happen? Phoenix also got the hot tag at one point, and that guy is something else, because I swear he did a leg drop and power bomb at the same time, and I stared at my screen thinking, well, I don't think I've ever seen that before. And we had more of that too when Isaiah Cassidy and Quinn did an atomic drop in Seguri. I don't think that we're in Toto anymore, Kansas. We then got a really good near fall after Penta was able to hit the maid in Japan. But as soon as that was broken up, somebody shouted shenanigans. Which, let's face it, was always going to happen. Because Jose jumped on the apron, so Alex Abrahante grabbed him and put him in a headlock. And as this distracted the ref, it's when Roosh ran in. And this is when things got really weird. Now, he basically bumped into the referee who ignored this, which kind of made the whole segment fall a little bit flat. But then he grabbed Penta and he threw him at Private Party. But somehow Penta was able to reverse that into a Canadian destroyer of his own. I was like, nope, that's like two plus two equals potato. It did allow Phoenix to tag in and hit the black fire driver to get the one, two, three. But honestly, as good as this match was in places, it did end with my brain swirling around my head. Andrade and his boys yelled at each other after, which just made me laugh because they've only been together for around about eight seconds. But there is an easy way to approach this and wrap it up in a package. I thought the match was fun. I thought a lot of effort went into it. So it's getting an up. But when it comes to the finish, it has to get a down. And again, not because they made a mistake, but because it didn't really work with the story they were trying to tell. And yeah, kind of made it a little bit confusing too. Which did indeed bring us to the end of Rampage. And it was kind of a weird one because it's quite obvious we're building to multiple shows. But I also don't think we should stand here and go, oh, I can't believe you're giving me so much wrestling. That seems a little bit nuts. And it was a fast 60 minutes up. Now, please do leave a comment below and let us know what you thought about last night's episode of Rampage. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Head over to culture.com where you can read yourself some articles. Make sure you follow us on social media. And look, SmackDown Ups and Downs is live for you right now. Please go and watch it. Otherwise, what was the point? My name is Ivan Culture. Thank you very much as always. See you soon.